Welcome to the DSR Ghost Writing Podcast, your source for information about content marketing, thought leadership, and how you can leverage the power of communication to build your industry profile, enhance your brand recognition, and position your inbound marketing for success. And here's your host, Daniel Rosehill. Hello there, welcome back to the DSR Ghostwriting Podcast. My name is Daniel Rosell. This is officially our 13th episode of the podcast, which is really talking about thought leadership, content marketing, and how to leverage both, whether it's for yourself or your organization, or you're working for a content agency or a marketing agency, and you're looking to learn more about how to deliver more value for your clients through improving their thought leadership and their content marketing. That's really the focus of this podcast. So what I want to talk about in today's episode is an article which I published. Um, I'm going to say a month ago, but it's so easy to lose track of time on November 13th, not quite a month ago on entrepreneur.com. It was actually my first contributed article to the Entrepreneur Leadership Network. I'm going to put a link to that article in the description because it's going to be way too complicated for me to try read out the URL, which is entrepreneur.com slash article slash three five eight two three two three okay it's not actually that complicated but unless you want to type those numbers into a web browser you can just google it's called um the four key differences between thought leadership and content marketing i've been very pleased to see that it's uh, generated a good amount of debate back and forth about that on twitter and elsewhere um a few uh you know people picking up on some of the points i made in this article now before i get started talking about the differences between thought leadership and content marketing, I want to quickly give a uh, plug for a webinar that I'm running on December 14th at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, aka uh, West Coast US time, and that's called Thought Leadership, How Do We Get Started? If you want to sign up for that, it's dsrghostwriting.com slash forward slash webinar forward slash 2001. Um, That will bring you to a sign up page over there and uh, you can get access to that webinar. I'm also going to be posting a video on YouTube. So if you are interested in this subject about the differences between thought leadership and content marketing, um, then check out that YouTube video. It's going to be coming soon as well. And uh, next podcast episode description. So without any further ado, let me jump straight into this article. And what I'm going to do in this podcast is just recap the article for people that prefer to get information through audio rather than reading. So thought leadership and content marketing. Now, the interesting thing about uh, thought leadership is that essentially content marketing is older than you might think. I'm going to be discussing Content Marketing Institute, better known as the CMI, have a really, really good overview on their website about the history of content marketing. And that's actually where I drew a lot of information from for my webinar. So you can even find examples dating back to the 18th century through the 19th century of um, this traditional distinction between publishers and publishers being associated with news, objective news, and companies stepping into that publishing role. You can begin to see the breakdown um, as early as Benjamin Franklin publishing an, an almanac, in fact, and there's other examples of companies that you know uh, put out what today we would know as content marketing. Thought leadership specifically kind of crept into the vernacular and the uh, dictionary more in the 1990s where we pick up the first examples of thought leadership. And now all these details 
um, I'm going to cover in another podcast. This is just a very rough timeline. Suffice to say that content marketing has been with us for a while, even though it wasn't traditionally called content marketing back in the you know late 1800s. Likewise, thought leadership has existed, um, but it wasn't really called thought leadership until people in the late 1990s, give or take approximately, began to describe certain pieces of writing as thought leadership and certain people uh, authoring that uh, content slash writing as, as thought leaders. Then it kind of snowballed and now we're at the point where I think it's fair to say that a lot of people are using the term thought leadership and describing themselves as thought leaders when it's actually a bit of a misnomer. So we've kind of gone 180 degrees um, from thought leadership in the space of only about 20 years that cropping up to a lot of people disabusing thought leadership and using the term thought leadership to describe things that are really better described as content marketing. And I hope after this podcast, that's going to become uh, clearer to people. I will run through those differences. Now, this is a non-exhaustive list. Uh, this is basically based upon what I am observing in the trenches, if you will, of writing thought leadership for my clients. I also do write content marketing. So I have my uh, hands, so to speak, in both pies. Certainly the content marketing pie is a uh, bigger um, more generic and I don't I don't mean that disrespectfully or negatively just that there are more companies producing content marketing more authors uh, writing more freelance writers like me uh, on the content marketing side of the fence but certainly thought leadership uh, at the executive level at the b2b level is a uh, big thing uh, to put it like that and it's going to continue to be like that for uh, for some time but there is a difference and as I said it's certainly important for thought leaders and those advocating for the value of thought leadership um, I think to draw a distinction between content marketing to point out to their clients that they're not the same they have different uses and I think the best thing about this the best takeaway that I could give is that there's nothing stopping people from uh, deploying both thought leadership and content marketing in their marketing mixes particularly in their inbound marketing mixes so long as they're clear that they are different that they have most likely different audiences they require different treatment they require different tones so yes if you go into th in, if you go into thought leadership thinking that thought leadership is kind of a dressed up name for content marketing then you're going to not achieve the uh, let's just say best results with that effort on the other hand if you understand the difference it should be easier so let me just uh, get to point number one in the article which is content marketing is top down thought leadership is peer-to-peer. -peer. Something that came out in Edelman LinkedIn, and I know I've been referring to this study uh, from episode one of this podcast through to the present, but it's really a good overview of uh, thought leadership. And one of the things when they, you know, a few of their findings were really that there's a lot of dissatisfaction um, amongst recipients with thought leadership. The thought, the thought leader recipients and audiences actually spent a rather uh, surprising amount of time consuming thought leadership but that there is dissatisfaction and when they kind of drill down into the causes for that dissatisfaction that disconnect between what authors regarded as thought leadership and what decision makers and recipients and consumers actually thought about it it often came down to that it was firstly didn't contain valuable insights and original insights and that's in another post i discussed the two core attributes of thought leadership being originality and insights if you're not saying something that's an insight if you're just saying 
this is our product it's very good here's what it does that's not insightful that's promotional content now that could be content marketing um some people would argue with that but it's not thought leadership secondly originality so what you convey in thought leadership ideally has to be original you don't have to be the very very first person and this is somewhat subjective here uh you just can't be the millionth person so the example i gave in my entrepreneur post is that there's a lot of content that has been produced since February approximately this year talking about the coronavirus and how it's accelerated um, this transition to remote working and it's been a catalyst and you know however you want to put it. Now that's, that's, that's an insight of sorts but if that's all you're saying and you're not bleeding in any originality, any propri- proprietary research into a blog post of that nature, I can guarantee you, you're not the thousands company to write that blog post. You're more likely the ten thousands company. So really for thought leadership, the two key ingredients there are the insight and the originality. And as I say, I'd add the caveat that you don't need to be number one to the chase. You just don't need to be, want, you want to be reasonably close to being um, somebody, if it's not your own research, if it's not that you're dwelling on, in other words, a secondary source or using a secondary source, just be relatively quick out the gate in terms of getting that out so that it's when your thought leadership pops up in your recipient's LinkedIn feed or their inbox, they don't roll their eyes and say, well, great, you're the 10th person today that has sent me something along those lines. Um, Now, another corollary of that fact is that um, there's a difference in the hierarchy. So content marketing, by and large, think about a company putting out a blog um, that's, you know, delivering some value because that is important in content marketing, that there is some independent value there. But ultimately, they're positioning themselves. And, you know, this is something everybody's seen a million times over in the world of company blogs where you can it's quite transparent what the company's objectives are. So that kind of communication, I would say, really falls down into um, the general framework of top-down communication. You know, the blog post is being written by a content manager or a marketing manager, and it's being written for end users. The idea in content marketing is to kick off some kind of a, as I call it all the time, a symbiotic relationship, whereby uh, the person deriving value from that content um, regards the content producer as a trustworthy source of whatever they're, whatever it is that they're selling. Um, but that is a kind of top-down relationship. You have the content coming from the content producer to you as the end user. There's a clear hierarchy. Thought leadership is what I term peer-to-peer. And this is something I've you know used the Edelman LinkedIn study uh, for inspiration from, that one of the deficiencies of poor thought leadership that's come across in this study is that people are not understanding it's supposed to be peer-to-peer. If you're writing thought leadership and you are targeting it at a parallel audience, so you're a thought leader, a CTO in the technology world, writing about a emerging class or radio networks, if you're doing something that specialized, um, you're writing for a parallel audience, a CTO. Now, there's a few corollaries, again, to use that word, in there. Firstly, it's realistically realistic to assume that the audience is going to be familiar with um, the industry, what they're doing, they, they probably know who you are, the vendor landscape. So it's not appropriate in that kind of circumstance to adopt the same kind of language, the same kind of communication as you would if you were writing to an end user. So for example, let's go back to that example of an IoT company. So, you know, you have a lot of, a lot of uh, companies, technology startups 
doing um, something based around the IoT. And if they're rolling out a content marketing program, they might want to start from the bottom up with an explanation of what is the IoT, what are the benefits of the IoT, and then lead on to you know slightly more specific child content uh, dealing with specific aspects of their offering. In the case of thought leadership, that would probably not be an advisable strategy. For thought leadership, it's a good idea to assume that the person, if you're authoring it into a trade media um, or a specialized publication, or you're delivering remarks at a specialized industry conference, that kind of setting, you should assume that your audience, there's a good chance they know who you are um, and they know the industry. If you're if you're marketing to a senior C-level audience, then they didn't get to that position without understanding the basics. So you don't want to make the mistake of adopting the same kind of language, the same kind of tone across your content marketing and your thought leadership if you're doing both. Second point, content marketing's commodity is value, thought leadership is quality of thinking. Now this, I've already kind of covered this, so let me just tie back to that for a second. When you're looking at classical content marketing, you're looking at uh, producing value. So you're educating, a lot of it is didactic. You're educating your audience about the field you're in, um, and then you're kind of positioning yourself through that as the obvious go-to vendor. You know, a, a typical content marketing, you might be drawing the reader's attention to a problem that the competitors don't address and you do address and positioning yourself. So that's kind of a formula. There, there's a million different variations upon that, um, but that's kind of a classic content marketing formula. You're giving your readers value through the value, you're hoping that they will regard you as the obvious purchasing decision when it comes time for them to make a purchasing decision through your funnel. Um, and that's that's the kind of exchange that's going on. So, you know, I would call that commodity exchanging value for uh, reasonably close business. When you're talking about thought leadership, the, again, this, com- this comes back to the hierarch- hierarchical question here. If you're writing to people that are at a relatively senior point uh, within the organization chart and they're taking the time out of their busy day to read your thought leadership, you don't want to waste their time with with, uh, content that is going to smack of obvious promotion or dealing with the basics. That kind of tactic doesn't really work for thought leadership. Thought leadership, what you're exchanging for that executive mind share, for that executive attention is the quality of your thinking, the caliber of your insights. As, and as I said, if they are original or close to original, that's much better. Third point, thought leadership fits higher in the sales funnel. So we're talking about sales and marketing funnels and whether we're talking about top, mid or bottom funnel opportunities. Um, for content marketing, my observation would be that thought leadership is closer to the top of the marketing funnel. Um, what I mean by that is if you're looking at thought leadership, the the, the context of a long sales cycle uh, process of a high ticket item sell in the B2B world, the, um, the, the most important thing in that context could likely be to just get on the radar of your recipient to make an initial introduction. Now, I've talked about in the Thought Leadership Benefits podcast about the various um, hard and soft benefits of thought leadership that was affirmed by the Edelman LinkedIn study, among others, namely stuff like RFP inclusion, better perception, um, that kind of thing, and 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 as well the fact that thought leaders tend to command a premium for their services. Um, 
so that being that, that's thought leadership is a uh, top of funnel. So you want to open up a dialogue through your thought leadership with a uh, you know specific contact or a specific set of contacts on the recipient audience size. Um, and that could be something as simple as they read your thought leadership, they like your thought leadership, and maybe that can allow you to get an introduction as a upcoming industry event. So thought leadership can be leveraged very well by sales teams. And this is kind of the same purpose we're talking about here in which having a really, really good, compelling insight and an asset built around that can be used um, for those kind of selling processes. Content marketing, you're typically talking about things that are much, much more closer to the ground in terms of where the consumer sits, uh, delivering value instead of to, let's say, somebody who could be a part of a buying committee at a large organization, sending those that information straight to the consumer, hoping that it'll prompt the consumer to make a purchasing decision in the short to medium term, in other words, relatively soon. So from my perspective, thought leadership, content marketing, for content marketing, we're talking about things that are much more ground level, further down the sales funnel, more, more qualified um, than thought leadership. Final point, thought leadership, and there's, there's four points in the, this article, the four key differences. Content marketing is typically on-site. Thought leadership is typically off-site. So I've just written a post uh, for dsrghostwriting.com talking about um, the difference between managed channels, on-site channels, and off-site channels. Now, you can have channels, distribution channels for your writing, whether it's thought leadership or content marketing that are managed channels that are on-site. An example in that case would be a blog. Um, and a managed channel that is off-site, an example of that would be if you own a social media profiles, Medium, LinkedIn, etc. Now, by, by managed, um, I'm talking about editorial control. If you want to publish something on LinkedIn or on Medium, uh, you just go ahead, write something and hit publish. You don't need to run through an editor. The exception is if you're writing for a Medium publication, but if you're just writing for yourself, you just hit the publish button. So that's a channel over which you have complete editorial discretion and offsite for Medium and LinkedIn. There's another type of channel which would be a non-managed channel and that's also offsite. And guess what that would be? That would be an example would be a um, editorial publication. So this article I wrote for Entrepreneur is actually a perfect example. It's clearly offsite. I don't uh, control entrepreneur.com. Um, it's also not managed. I don't have any, I had to submit this to an editor. They edited it. And you can rest assured that if I peppered mentions of DSR ghostwriting throughout this, um, the article would have been either rejected or those would have been edited out of the article. So it wouldn't have been appropriate in this forum and uh, on this publication to be overly promotional. So when we're talking about where we can get, where we can put our content marketing and our thought leadership to get those to market, there's another difference here. So for content marketing, the bar is lower in that you could just publish it on a blog. It could be a lead magnet, on-site managed resources. You're gonna have a very hard time trying to get um, promotional content marketing published on off-site resources. Now, another benefit of publishing things off-site is that um, you will accrue SEO value through getting backlinks. So this is another uh, point where it's often required that publishers will adopt a dual approach, merging content marketing and thought leadership. And that's actually great because you can both boost your on-site SEO and boost your off-site SEO and accrue backlinks. What you just don't want to do is use the exact same tactics and messaging 
for both because as I said that would be a mistake that's really um the bones as they say of my article about the differences between thought leadership and content marketing just to reiterate quickly um some of some of the differences some of the salient differences content marketing being a form of top-down communication when viewed from a hierarchical standpoint thought leadership really being more about peer-to-peer engagement uh content marketing about being exchanging exchanging value essentially um in in exchange for um likely purchasing decisions relatively soon Thought leadership is really about exchanging quality of thinking and insights in, in exchange for more initial attention, which draws me on to number three, thought leadership fitting higher in the sales funnel than content marketing. It's about getting those initial relationships going versus uh, directly positioning yourself to end users and likely consumers. Uh, content marketing typically, um, just because of all the above, being really more suited to um, on-site managed promotional channels such as your company blog uh, or it could be your medium or linkedin which would be off-site managed um for thought leadership um you will have an easier time getting into those editorial publications so long as you write it appropriately and content marketing that could be more difficult um final point here is that the two can definitely be used in parallel you could have one team and one editorial calendar for your content marketing efforts and another editorial calendar for your thought leadership efforts, you could have somebody or a team of people working on thought leadership and a separate team of people um, working on content marketing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the same people working on both. You could even have, for simplicity's sake, and I think for small uh, content producing organizations, this makes a lot more sense, a dual editorial calendar just distinguish between the two but really the key thing is that you want to make sure you understand the differences between thought leadership and content marketing different objectives different tone of voice is very important and uh, in terms of distribution probably looking at distribution through different channels as well that's all we have time for on today's episode i hope this has been useful if you are interested in Um, getting that content marketing and thought leadership produced without going to so much writing uh, yourself or with your own team, then feel free to check out my website at dsrghostwriting.com, which contains information about content marketing, writing services, and uh, thought leadership writing services, as well as Medium and LinkedIn writing services, specifically if you're very interested in those channels. That's been it, dsrghostwriting.com. You can also drop a contact through the website there. I hope this episode has been useful and have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the DSR Ghost Writing Podcast. To learn more about how writing services can improve your business and enhance your bottom line, visit dsrghostwriting.com.